Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast on Tuesday the 24th of August with me, Peter Watson. I'm joined today by Jamie Teo, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Jamie. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm good. How are you? Yep, good. Thank you. Um, so, um, after yesterday, you've, you've not been um, uh, traumatised, which is good. <laughs> no. um, so, so, that's always a positive to start on. Um, what do you, uh, you know, which story do you think stood out for you most in today's edition of Watson's Daily? Um, I think the story about Sainsbury's was most interesting to me. So, I find it yep. interesting because it's sort of the latest part of the story of the so-called raid from private equity firms on uh, British companies. Yeah. And um, so just for some context, there's recently been um, a few bids for UK defense companies as well as a bidding war for Morrison's, mm-hmm. which is currently ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in this story, there was some reports of uh, Apollo, which is a US private equity firm, um, yep. showing interest in potentially bidding for Sainsbury's, although yep. um, actually they haven't released any official statements, so it's just speculation at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting because obviously recently there have been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of interest from foreign companies, especially um, US private equity firms yeah. um, in British companies, um, mm-hmm. and mainly because of the fact that they have a lot of um, money right now, lot, sitting on lots of dry powder. Um, there's also very low interest rates, so it makes uh, borrowing money for them very easy, which is their main strategy for buying um, um, firms, uh, buy, buying companies, sorry. Um, and also because British companies, a lot of them have very low valuations because of Brexit. So basically, the the British companies are very attractive right now to US private equity firms, and that's uh, why they've been showing so much interest and in particular here, um, Apollo, which is the company that might uh, make a bid for Sainsbury's, it was also involved in the Morrison's bidding war. They uh, People thought that they would make a bid um, mm-hmm. and compete against the two other private equity firms that were bidding for Morrison's. But then they pulled yeah. out, they said that they would be maybe joining Fortress, which is one of the other US private equity firms bidding for Morrison's. But anyway, um, so Apollo hasn't really uh bought uh Morrison's or Asda which it was also mm-hmm. competing for so maybe they are interested in Sainsbury's I don't know but um yeah so um I think it's I think it's interesting because um the grocery industry is very competitive in the first place mm-hmm. and just just for um the grocers themselves it they have to cut prices and they have to implement lots of uh, cost-cutting strategies just to stay competitive um yeah. and i think uh private equity is that they will have a very hard time trying to generate returns because that's the main goal of a private equity firm to uh, exit within five to ten years uh, mm-hmm. after increasing the valuation of the company and you know selling at a profit mm-hmm. um but it's difficult because of the industry the nature of the industry is just low profit margins so i think it's difficult and Additionally, um, there have been some. There's been some backlash from the public uh, regarding the Morrison's by uh, bid, as well as um, previous bids for Asda. So I think um, Sainsbury's might have the same problem. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, I think you all you've made some very you know excellent points there. Um, and I mean, I just, I do think UK supermarkets are a bit of a nightmare. You know, in terms mm-hmm. of M and um, I, I get the feeling that we've basically seen as much M and A as we are going to ever see in mm-hmm. terms of. Uh, a British supermarket buying another British supermarket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that the only other buyers can be foreign, you know, overseas mm-hmm. supermarkets. Mm-hmm. But obviously Walmart did that uh, mm-hmm. and they didn't do particularly well out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then there's private equity. Mm-hmm. Now, private equity are sitting on, as they say, dry powder Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, basically, they've got tons of money that they need to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I personally would argue that surely there are much better places to put your money mm-hmm. than a very mature and very low margin and very mm-hmm. competitive UK grocery business. You know, I think that, uh, I mean, I, I will have to say. I, as some some of the the listeners will know, I really hate the whole. I think the whole idea of air taxis is just fantasy. Um, <laughs> but you know, but maybe they will come out one day. I'm I'm almost more, despite the fact I hate them so much, um, I would almost <laughs> put might be more inclined to put money in them than I would in British <laughs> um, groceries, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in terms of the potential upside. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I think that the the Morrisons, uh, the bid for Morrisons makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there is a lot of a lot that can be squeezed out of that, mm-hmm. mainly because of their property, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they own mm-hmm. a lot of the properties mm-hmm. and they can do sale and lease back. But, um, but yeah, know, I mean... Sorry. The, the buy the potential buying of Sainsbury's has less going for mm-hmm. it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the, exactly what you just said, I think Morrison's has more like it owns more than seventy five percent of mm. um, real estate, whereas Sainsbury's it owns something like fifty percent, which is less than uh, some of the other big four grocers in the UK. Mm. And also, um, I think it just seems like. Like exactly what you said, it's very difficult for um, the private equity firm or whoever buys Sainsbury's to to actually like uh, cut costs further because I think Sainsbury's already implemented some cost cutting strategies um, last November, including um, closing over 400 Argos outlets. So Argos, Mm -hmm. it it bought Argos in 2016. Mm. Um, So and they also cut something like 3,500 jobs and implemented other strategies to uh, cut costs. So it just seems like, you know, and also with the additional pressure from uh, discounters like Lidl and Aldi and also just the supply chain issues that are going on right now, delivery mm. issues, um, it just seems like it's a very, very tough environment for grocers in general. And then if private equity firms want to swoop in with and pay high prices, which is likely considering the, if, you know, if the Morrison's bid is any... As any indication, it seems like uh, a bidding war for Sainsbury's will also result in a very high price paid by the buyer. Um, mm-hmm. So it just seems like all these factors make it very difficult for a company to generate returns on um, the grocery industry. 
So I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> mm. No, I agree. So, I mean, I think that, you know, um, although so the, the, the fact that, uh, you know, Sainsbury's share price shot up yesterday and it mm. has been going up recently because mm. of the, you know, Morris, Morrison thing, because mm-hmm. generally that, that's what happens, right? If there mm. is a bid for um, a, a company, um, then usually the others in the sector tend to go up. Mm-hmm. For at least for a bit, mm-hmm. um, in the hope that um, they will be mm-hmm. pursued um, as well. So yeah. that's what tends to happen. So they've already done that, and then yesterday they had a bit of a pop um, because, uh, you know, because there were rumours over the weekend about mm-hmm. about a takeover. But I think yes, like I, th- I suppose, like we are saying now, uh, uh, you know, it, a, a purchase of Sainsbury's makes less strategic sense in the Mm -hmm. sense that it won't yield quite as much upside as a morrison's uh, purchase would Mm -hmm. um so yeah but but i mean obviously this is a a fluid situation and Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see how it goes i mean these things aren't over till they're over you know there Mm -hmm. could be someone comes in at the last minute um the a bit you know they might withdraw i mean i don't, I don't know if they can withdraw now <laughs> but you know but they could be other you know could, someone else could just come along and surprise everyone yeah um, actually um so one of the one of the other reasons why um sainsbury's uh share price was increasing even before the these rumors came out was that there was some che- uh, like check billionaire who like bought some shares in quite mm-hmm. a lot of shares in Sainsbury, and then a lot of people thought that maybe he would mm. um, try to take the company private. Mm. So that's why um, the share price was also increasing. So there, he might, you know, that guy might be become involved. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we never know. We never know. So yeah, these things are always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll go on to having having now um, sort of solved uh, solved UK supermarkets. <laughs> we solve um, two problems every every ab- day. Absolutely, <laughs> solving the world the world's problems. One, yeah, two two a day. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, the the one the one that uh, the story that stood out most for me today was the one about um, Xiaomi, mm-hmm. the uh, you know the Chinese smartphone maker. Basically, they make nicely designed phones. Um, so it's essentially, I mean, it's not exactly this, but it's it's Apple functionality and design um, for um, much less, much less money. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, champagne functionality for beer prices. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I think that that's that's the thing, you know, and they've done extremely well. Um, so it looks like they so they have become the world's second biggest mobile phone manufacturer over the second quarter um, mm-hmm. and pushing Apple into number three spot. Uh, and it also managed to double its share in Europe. And it's now the last it's it's the you know, it's 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 the biggest one in, in Europe. So it is I think it's amazing. You know, I mean, I do remember and I can't I can't prove this because um I haven't got, I can't find it, but the, the, um, you know, when I started doing Watson's daily, well, actually it was called Watson's Wi-Fi originally. So when (laughs) I started doing that in, in 2014, um, I did a year, you know, I started off and I did a yearly and I'm pretty sure that at that point I said, I thought that Xiaomi was 
going to be, you know, on on the heels of of Apple. It was going to beat everyone, and it was going to be great. Now, um, I was right for a bit, and then <laughs> then things kind of went wrong uh, for for Xiaomi for for a while. Mm-hmm. But they come back up again, and mm-hmm. you know, they do provide. Uh, now, I haven't had a, a Xiaomi phone, but they do provide a good phone, a, you know, a decent phone with nice functionality, nice design um, at a reasonable price. And uh, I mean, the one that was mentioned in, uh, in, the, in the actual article that I got this from, which is from the Wall Street Journal, we're talking about, a, you know, a decent smartphone for $200, right? Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I think that their margin is a lot lower, but it's still, it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know Apple's margin is absolutely massive. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like abnormally large. Um, <laughs> but um, but anyway, the 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 idea is is that um, I think that Xiaomi continues to do well. It's really done. You know, be, it, I think it's a very impressive feat to do well um, uh, in 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 Europe, especially. Um, but also, I think maybe that the prospects for Xiaomi could be really good i mean especially in you know these these uh maybe less developed markets and Mm -hmm. potentially in india as well i mean Mm -hmm. i think i think they're already pretty successful in india but when you see a company Mm -hmm. like apple thinking about what it you know the market potential in india and stuff but the Mm -hmm. fact that their phones are just so expensive they just Mm -hmm. can't do it Mm -hmm. at current rates xiaomi is is already showing the way i think Mm-hmm. And and the good thing about Xiaomi is that it has Google. It works with Google. <laughs> yes, exactly. Unlike you know, unlike your well, you know, unlike a, a Huawei phone, for instance, because <laughs> of it. But but you know, it, I just think it's interesting. You know, does is this gonna is this gonna? I mean, do you think that this is gonna chip away at, at, at Apple? Do you think it will overtake Apple at all? I think it really depends on um, the overall functionality of Xiaomi in comparison to Apple, as well as the feels. So I think in certain markets, like maybe in the UK, people are probably quite resistant to changing from Apple because they only know Apple. And the thing is, it's not just a phone. They sort of, Apple's very good at making you buy other products that they have. So if you mm. have an Apple laptop or an Apple desktop, and then you have an Apple phone, and you just have all these Apple products... Mm. Um, they work well together. They do. Um, and I think people will be very resistant to change unless they see, you know, substantial benefits in getting a Xiaomi phone. Uh, because they have to know that not only is it way cheaper, but it also provides the same sort of functionality and um user friendliness, mm. and it just gives that same like smooth feeling. Mm. Um, so I think there's some resistance in some markets, like maybe the UK. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, Xiaomi's probably going to do very well in mm. countries like India where they don't use much Apple products. Yeah. I mean, I think if they do really do make massive inroads, though, mm-hmm. Apple is going to have to take some sort of mm-hmm. notice and do something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know mm-hmm. what they can do because they are, I guess, the luxury option. Um mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you can buy, I mean, I, I went to the Apple store in, uh, mm-hmm. is it, uh, no, hold on, Regent Street, isn't it, mm-hmm. um, uh, recently. And, you know, the fact that you can buy an Apple Watch with a Hermes strap for, like, <laughs> I don't know, the strap, the bit of leather costs like a grand, some, some <laughs> ridiculous amount of money. Um, you know, it, it just shows you 
the 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 how much mm-hmm. it is perceived as a kind of a, a top end thing and i know mm-hmm. this is incredibly shallow um but i i did buy a, a, a an apple watch um so literally about a month ago and uh, i just the, the the experience of buying that at the apple store mm-hmm. and also and this sounds ridiculous uh, when i'm saying it i think i sound stupid right but <laughs> you know just the thing of the the design the box you open the box it's like a it is like a sort of <laughs> it's like a party of box it's like <laughs> It just, you think, oh, isn't this beautiful? How does this work? And you're unboxing it. And you're thinking, all I'm doing, this is just the packaging. I've not even got to the, the actual product <laughs> yet. You know, and it's and it's already, it's you know, creating, anti- mm-hmm. it's like un- nothing else I've mm-hmm. ever known. I mean, no. it's, I don't know why it is, <laughs> but it just seems to be that way. I 100% agree with you. I am an Apple box hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh like like from like years and years ago i think i still have some of the boxes just because i feel so bad if i throw them away because (laughs) they just seem so nice and then i'm like well i'm not using the plug so i'm gonna store the plug in the box and that's why so i'll keep the box and that on my shelf i sort of have like uh like a stack of boxes of like different apple products over the years so it's not like i you know bought all of them at once well i'm glad over the years i'm glad i'm not the only one then i mean i i must i was like opening it thinking why am I enjoying this so much? No, no, no. You know, even the the what do you call that thing that they put they give for you to open the SIM card compartment? Oh, that, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll even keep that because I think it looks nice. Yeah, <laughs> this. Wait. Yeah, you're so, so sorry. I, we did. This is not rehearsed, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I did not know this, but yeah, even that thing where you know you, they could they could quite easily supply just a just you know a a, a um. <laughs> uh, not a safety pin, but you know, uh, whatever, whatever, the, a, a paper clip because that's mm-hmm. basically what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's just even that, it's just you know, it's flat and it's not, doesn't roll, you know, it's just oh, it just, it's yeah, shiny. Anyway. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, Apple are probably going to just have to remain the luxury kind of <laughs> you know, deal, but. I think that at some point they are going mm-hmm. to have to do something about mm-hmm. Xiaomi and what they offer, mm-hmm. because especially if they can really, let's say, you know, make things very cheaply and make sure that their sort of ecosystem of products is 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 appealing. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, like you say, one of the things about Apple is is it is appealing, isn't it? And and mm-hmm. you know, it's nice they've got other stuff um but um but yeah anyway so right anyway let's let's come back to back in the room uh and just say so i think that um you know ultimately uh i think that uh, xiaomi very very good doing really well making great strides in in developed markets so before it was more in developing markets mm-hmm. but now it's you know doing very well in developed markets and if you know and i think that they they should be on apple's radar Mm-hmm. basically um but um but anyway we, we'll see mm-hmm. so there we go mm-hmm. so today um thank you very much this has been really great actually <laughs> um, so um but um but but yeah i i um yes yeah, again as usual i i really would like to say thank you for uh listeners for listening to this podcast and supporting us um and uh you know further to what i was saying yesterday um, Watson's Daily uh, will, I'm hoping this week, 
be releasing the new uh, the new the new version and the new functionality which will be really great um it's going to help you um, learn more you know more and more easily um and uh you know it will still be at the same price as it is now so i'm not going to charge any more for the moment uh but anyway uh i will leave it i'll leave it there and thank you very much jamie um and, no and great a great uh, revelation about <laughs> apple boxes uh and uh, and the paperclip of course uh and um and yeah uh, so thank you very much indeed for today thank you brilliant and we'll we'll both see we'll be back again tomorrow um so thanks very much bye okay. bye